Sales Coaching with the Dependable Asshole, Viv Gordon. Being, being able to give someone a solution that you believe in and then explaining why you believe in that solution. And we talk about integrity and honesty and being honest enough to know what isn't good so that you can go all in on the stuff that is. Do you, does that, do you feel that that sort of, those things go hand in hand, being able to trust in yourself and your solution so you can sell it better oh, and, and integrity? The hundred percent is a trust in yourself, not so much integrity in this, because I view it as a given, but the trusting in yourself and trusting in the solution. And I think that's why a lot of salespeople give multiple options because they themselves do not have confidence in the solution or solutions that they're proposing. And I can tell you most customers all you do is complicate the situation by giving them multiple options. After you've done your discovery, then you give them one option, maybe two. And at, after that, then you help them narrow down between those two. What I see is a lot of salespeople, the reason they don't have anything to close is that they give multiple options and then they don't do even one single proposal and the poor customer is as is more confused than when the, the salesperson walked in so what you need to do is go in again the fundamentals and i always go back to this being a good listener go in listen to the customer listen to what their challenges are most of the times like in the technology field the challenge is not so much the technical, because we've, we've got solutions for that. It's usually a business case or a political case. Case in point, a deal that I signed, um, got the customer to sign yesterday. It was, wasn't about the technical at the end of the day. The challenge was one of our, um, one of our partners could not get a hold of the reseller who was the incumbent in the deal. They came to me and gave me a list of the customer's challenges. Sent me the request at eight o'clock in the night. By 9.30, 10, I had a proposal over to the customer addressing all of the issues. So let's go through. This is a good case study in how you close business. The customer has a timeline of, it's December 20th. They are leaving, it's a school district. They are leaving for the holidays on the 20th. Typically in government business, you have to have anything over a certain dollar amount has to have board approval. The district has a challenge in that many districts across the nation have been hit by cyber attacks. So they're trying to address this. One of the problems is that we wouldn't have the PO in time. Also, the customer doesn't have enough money this fiscal year. The customer's fiscal year ends June 30th. So my proposal 
was to give them multiple month payment and the payment plan starts this fiscal year and can roll into the next fiscal year. Also, I said, give me a signature with a promise for a PO. I also work for a great company that will allow me to bend the rules a bit. It's not anything that um, can't be done by a, co by a company, but typically companies want to have PO in hand. That's your protection. Well, I got them to sign the quote and give the promise of the PO in January 2020. The whole deal was done in less than 24 hours. That's because we listened to the customer's challenge and we were the only company that seemed to be willing to work with the customer's needs. That is a multi, or I should say a high six-figure deal that was done in 24 hours that is rarely done that way. That is because I'm listening to the customer paying attention to their needs and giving them exactly what they asked for. Now that doesn't happen every day. Sometimes the customer throws things out to you that they think that you might never be able to get done. It's always gratifying to me when I can meet their needs or tweak it. Now the challenge to my customer is, okay, I've listened to you, I've addressed your needs, now do we have a deal? And I won't say we get it every single time, but you do increase your chances when you've asked them specifically, what will it require to get this deal done? And they tell you, and you're able to meet their needs, you've got a deal. So bringing this back to uh, that, that those topics of honesty and integrity and um, some of the things we've talked about as far as being willing to ask for help or to know when you don't know something and, and trusting what you're doing. Um, you talk a lot when you do these types of deals, especially when they are um, complex or you get sort of creative, um, how you work with other people and how other people work with you. Um, what do you think is the biggest thing about making sure that everybody is bringing value to the deal, everybody you're working with, uh, you know, yourself asking the right questions, whatever it might be. What's what's the big thing there to make sure that you guys all work together and support each other, get the deal done? Trust and integrity. That manufacturer came to me. One, I have a reputation of closing deals. Two, my integrity is paramount. They have complete trust in me because if I say I'm going to do something, I get it done. I don't lie to you. I do the same thing with the customer. I go to the customer. I play it straight. I come back to my partners and I tell them exactly what's going on. I don't embellish. I don't subtract. Here are the facts. Now, do you want to do the deal? Here's how we're going to make it happen. Many of my partners don't get the vision. I have a few that I do a lot of business with, and it's exactly because we trust each other. They know how I work. I know how they work. They know that when I bring something to them and I say this is going to close, 95% of the time it closes. Now, if they fail to do what I've asked and we don't get it, we're all big people. We understand. We're all adults. Or even when I come to them, I bring them the value proposition. They give us everything that I, they give everything I've asked for. There's no guarantee that the customer's going to do it because sometimes 
the customer can get a cold feet or sometimes they throw out ridiculous requests thinking that you won't get it done. And when you do, you stun them. But trust and integrity are is paramount to everything that you do. And the more that you work with your partners and the more that they've come to trust, it's just a given that they know, you know what, this is the most dependable person I can work with. It's going to bring so much value to you because you're getting so much business that falls in your lap because of that reputation. And then the work ethic, that's a given. When I ask Viv to do something, does she get it done? The response is yes. Then why would I go with an unknown entity? I'm going to go with the tried and the proven. So when your work speaks for itself, you're able to sort of grow and, and you bring it back to integrity again. Maintaining that reputation, I think you mentioned um, your, what is it, a good name is worth more than gold. Um, Proverbs. Mm -hmm. So in looking at that, you sort of get to see how that reputation allows people to come to you, also allows you to go and sort of um, get what you need from others. There's a trust there because of the integrity that you have, because of the reputation that you built, and also uh, the way that you work and how that's all sort of come together for your success. How do you, I guess, juggle that sort of, not necessarily fear, but Sometimes if people are, especially if you're working with someone new, how somebody might um, be unsure of what's going on with the deal. You know, you might have somebody that's constantly calling and checking on a deal um, because they're nervous. How do you handle those situations? You know, do you do you try to sugarcoat things? Do you just keep it blunt? You know, how do you how do you handle that from your perspective? I don't sugarcoat things. You just have to be consistent. Um it's going to, just like any relationship, I don't care if it's a personal relationship, you have to, it's building rapport. And no relationship or of any value is built overnight. So if I have a new relationship, I have, I know there's going to be missteps. I know that person is not going to trust me until they've seen evidence of my capability or evidence of the things that I'm saying. It's all good and well for me to tell that customer I will get or the, the, the new partner that I can get the job done or the deal done. But until they see it and then they see what goes into it. And I always tell, I told you and I tell people repeatedly, you're always closing. People think the close is just the PO. No, the close is getting that person to pick up the phone or return a call to you. The close is sending an email and having that person respond. The close is when that person has accepted the meeting. The close is when they've accepted the second meeting. The close is when they've accepted your or agreed to take a proposal from you. The close is when they're negotiating that proposal then you know that it's almost a given then that you're going to get a PO. But we think, a lot of us in sales think, that you just send out an email or you call a person, they agree to a meeting, and then you've got a deal. No. And it's the same thing with building rapport. It's a umpteenth closes. The close when you have this person who says, uh, can you work with me on this? And 
or you ask them to work with you and they say yes. And then they have the confidence to introduce you to maybe some of their partners or their assets. That's a close. And then they will introduce you to the customer. They might not endorse you yet, but that's a close. And then they say to the customer, you know what? I am authorizing or I am endorsing you. That's a close. And as you just keep doing things and then they ask you, can you send this email out for me today? And you do that. They're like, oh, okay. Can you reach out to the customer and do X, Y, Z? And you do that. Oh, that's a close. Can you talk to distribution about this? And you do it. That's a close. They're like, oh my goodness, this person is who they say they are. This person is who they say they are. Can you deliver a product so the customer can demo it? Okay, done. That's a close. So within a few weeks, a few months, this now becomes a great new partner and asset to you because you've shown them that you are dependable. You are reliable. And what's the, my name on this podcast? The Dependable Asshole. Because I'm not necessarily, you might not like me right off, but one of the things you do know, Viv's yes is always yes. Viv's no is always no. There is never ambiguity where you stand with me. I'm going to give it to you plain, and then you can do with that information as you see fit. Following up on that, what's an example of, you know, something you've experienced where uh, dishonesty or a lack of integrity uh, ended up costing you a deal or making um, or, or perhaps even ending a business relationship? Can't think of one. Um, I can't think of a misunderstanding. Here's where you have to understand your customer. I had a, and that this, I'm going to tell you how this has turned around. Had I worked for another company, uh, this go back, goes back about eight years. One of my engineers made a joke with the customer and joked that I had lied to them why I couldn't attend the meeting. I had to reschedule. Um, I think I was sick or something. And my engineer made a joke with the customer and he, that was it. I was done. I was dead to him after that. And recently I got back in contact with a customer. He realizes that he can trust me. I have earned his respect and he apologized to me. That I can't think of. A, well, I'm trying to think of another going, example. Let's keep going with this until you maybe something comes yeah. to mind. But in, in that example, you sort of, and we mentioned this earlier, but just how fragile a lot of these business relationships oh, yeah. are yeah. where as soon as someone and maybe it's an example of someone looking for uh, a reason not to trust you especially if they've mm -hmm. been burned in the past you know there are a lot of un uh, uh, unscrupulous or dishonest salespeople out yes. there but as soon as this guy thought he smelled a whiff of dishonesty or a lack of integrity on you he cut ties immediately yep. so you've and you've mentioned this multiple times that making sure 
your client trusts you, believes in you as you talk about your name, the dependable asshole. Your client needs to see you as dependable because if they don't trust that, if they don't believe in that dependability, reliability, and honesty, it makes it very challenging to push that relationship forward. What is their jobs? So you think about it. And this is why like, sometimes salespeople get testy that a customer won't bend to their will. Think about where a lot of these people, uh, the place or the position they're in. Um, I deal with all or mostly C-level people. Um, If they make the wrong decision, I sell them something that doesn't work or they didn't articulate what they needed. They're done. They're fired. So you have to, as a salesperson, put yourself in their situation and think about the ramification. You and I would just live to see another day. Okay, we didn't get, uh, or we did that deal. It didn't work out. We're great. We made that sale. We got paid commission. That person's life has been affected. Their livelihood has been affected. So always be aware of that. Yeah, and that's, that's just another reason why we have to, or we should be very concerned about uh, integrity, both from the perspective... And have empathy. Not just integrity. Now comes empathy, where you can't be just selfish thinking, you know, this is just about me. I want to make this deal. I'm going to sell this to this customer. Have empathy for that customer, whatever the challenges might be. You know, a lot of times it's political. Or Recently, I had a customer, um, her two major um, engineers quit and she's a good administrator but she's not technical so for me to come in I know she's nervous I am telling her she needs to spend 1.6 million dollars I can't be upset with her that she's not spending but also on the other hand I have to make it clear to her she has left herself very 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 vulnerable but I understand where she's coming from I understand her fear and her angst Because if she makes the wrong decision, it's all well and good Viv is telling her that she has to do this. And I've laid out the case very clearly and she can go ahead and backtrack. She can go and check, you know, it's everything, all the information's out there. She can check with the manufacturers. She can check with the state. But I understand and I have empathy because she does not understand exactly what I'm asking her to do. So I have to show empathy and be willing to work with her and be there to hold her hand. And that again comes back to that um, honesty and desire to make sure that everything is on the up and up, that what you're saying is the truth, that what your client sees and hears from you can be proven and verified and confirmed. Um, and we talked about you know, putting yourself in an organization that you can trust and that you can believe in, an organization that you don't have to uh, skirt the truth or try to put things out there just to close, mm-hmm. um, you know, trusting in yourself or making sure that you know what it is you're doing, know what you're talking about so that people can trust what you're saying and also so that you can trust what you're saying. You know, trusting your solutions, that requires knowledge and study and preparation and just sort of summing up some of these things that uh, you've been talking about, it's 
everybody has a certain challenge or pain point that they're trying to address, um, an issue that they're trying to overcome, whether it's the salesperson who wants to overcome the issue of the deal is not done, how do we get the deal done? Or the client from the perspective of, I have this challenge, this fear, or this headache, and I hope that this deal can help me address that challenge, that fear, and that headache. Um, if we're not all as honest as we can be, that just creates all sorts of extra complexity and hurdles to deal with, even if it's from the sales perspective of, I told some, I said something that was dishonest, and now I have the concern of walking in the room uh, and being found well, out about. Well, just don't do that. I mean, first of all, I'm very forgetful. So lying is stupid because I won't remember it. Just don't do that. Be honest. And again, the empathy thing also, I found desperate people do desperate things. I, my sales numbers are always off the charts. So I don't need any one deal to feed me or to make or break my year. And so I never have to be desperate. I never have to beat my customer's door down. And I think they appreciate that. I did a presentation recently um, where it was just really educational and the director sent me back an email and says, I'm surprised that you really weren't selling. Not once did you ask for the sale. That's a very, very big deal to show your customers that there's value. That's just something else that, uh, that sort of illustrates um, what you're talking about again. You said you were there to educate. You said you were there to just provide um, information and support. And you stuck to that. You made that your promise and you kept your promise. You didn't go in there and try to use that as some sort of slick way to start selling and start pushing something, which is, is a common trick. That's a common trick. And, you know, you I do that all the time with emails, you know, providing a piece of information that, you know, hopefully jogs or starts a conversation. Um, but if we make a promise that we're just there to help, we have to make sure that we put that person first. Um, and keep that promise. And, and, you know, you hope that business comes from it. That's obviously why you're doing it. But hoping that business comes from it and trying to force business out of it are two different things. Um, and that's something that you've made, tried to drill into me is that you don't, you don't need to force the business. If you're doing the right things, if you're the person that you claim to be, the business will come to you. And that's something that you saw with that as it started, uh, it jogged some business for you there as well and started some a great business relationship with that person as well. Agreed. Yeah. So that's another episode. Sales coaching with the dependable asshole, Viv Gordon.